Welcome back everyone to Bombers Breakdown. I'm Maxwell Fritz. I'm Julian Lloyd. And today we're going to be covering the first week of the season for the Battle Creek Bombers. Now the Bombers, Julian, they got off to a little bit of a rough start, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. Uh, didn't start the way we wanted to, mostly because of uh, you know a lack of full roster. But you know, once we got some guys back or got some guys to show up for the first couple games, you know, it really started to look more like a complete baseball team. Definitely. And as we touched on in the first podcast, uh, the limited roster was really the biggest downside to the Bombers. We have been starting to get some guys in, and uh, man, Julian, a couple guys in their debuts uh, had some fire. One of them was definitely uh, Ben McNaughton. His first game was yesterday's game, and he went three for five with two RBIs. It was a pretty good debut for him. And then another guy was uh, Nicholas Israel. When he came in, he's just a temporary player, but if he keeps performing, he may stay on. He had a, his first at-bat, he hit a really hard single, got on, and then he had great fielding ability at third base, made a couple of really good catches on that hot corner. Do you think these guys will uh, really help the team out? No, just from watching them, you could tell, like, the team was better with them on it. Like, just overall, watching the game, was, McNaughton was leadoff, right? Yes, I believe he, Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it just was a good uh, change to the to the batting rotation because when he got on, it was easier for the rest of the guys. We kind of moved a couple guys down mm-hmm. to the middle of the lineup with him being put to number one. So, yeah, overall, it was just good for the team. And finally, we didn't have pitchers playing in p- fielding positions because that was a really – um, tough thing we had happen the first couple games we did not have enough fielders um, on our team so we actually had uh, pitchers playing positions they hadn't played since high school no literally it was it was like night and day watching how our infield was playing with a bunch of natural infielders instead of you know guys out of position we were playing a lot more uh, we we're able to convert more double plays and stuff like that and more smart plays because guys have IQ of the positions they're playing now instead of kind of trying to do too much so yeah it was night and day with the guys being where they're supposed to be you know definitely and the bombers are still trying to come back from uh, the losing streak right now your bombers are two and five through sevens and they're looking to continue this winning streak tonight versus the rockford rivets now i think i found why we're winning julian now <laughs> you know baseball everyone and there's superstitions galore i mean a lot of guys you know won't change their underwear or socks if they're on a hitting streak and I think we've almost found something like that for our Bombers. Um, Marshall Community Credit Union is our 2021 presenting sponsor. And we actually have an alternate uniform dedicated just for them. It is a purple, white, and green because that is their main colors for the credit union. And both the games that we've worn that, we have won. So do you think that's some good luck, Julian, or no. just uh, – coincidence absolutely it's got to be the jerseys because you know we've had home games before now it's been against two different opponents that we've won the jersey mm-hmm. so it's not even just that you know two different series we've had a road game in between it so it's not like just this home stand either it's got to be the jerseys they've, they've looked so good in the uh three to one win and then a six to one win so really the, mm-hmm. it's probably the defense the pitching in the jerseys that's really shown up for us Definitely. So, I mean, if it keeps going this way, I think the Battle Creek Bombers are going to have to change our main colors from black and red to uh, purple and green. <laughs> I mean, it does look good. I, it really does look good on the guys. It's it's interesting to still wear the red hats with the purple jerseys, but, you know, it's all fun out there. They look great. Definitely. And this was definitely a, uh, a team choice to do this because in yesterday's game when they won, they were slated to wear their, I think, gray uniforms. Correct. And then 
I know me up in the booth and the broadcasters next to me, we were a little confused when we saw the team come out in their purples because they were not slated to wear them. No, I heard I heard Tyler, our general manager, we were talking to some of the interns here working and uh, talking to Matt specifically, who's in charge of the, you know. Clubhouse, uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And told him which jerseys to wear or which jerseys to get ready to wear. And he did not mention the purple ones for today. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be gray with, like, or no, not gray because Rockford wears gray, but it was like red with mm. black or something like that. It yeah, just wasn't, wasn't the purple, purple <laughs> is the is the point. And so I was surprised. Um, I was like, well, I thought I thought we weren't wearing those today, but we did and we won and it was great. So, yeah, definitely keep it keep it going with the purples. Yeah, so as far as we know, they are wearing the purples until they lose. So if you come to a Valkyrie Bombers game and you see them in purple and green and you mm-hmm. think, well, why are they wearing that? It's because we're on a win streak. So. Mm-hmm. Not trying to jinx it, but let's hope that they wear those purples for the rest of the season. Oh, no, it's great. I mean, if that's what we got to do, <laughs> anything it takes. Yeah, yeah, look great in them. Bombers Breakdown is presented to you by Marshall Community Credit Union. Our 2021 presenting sponsor, Marshall Community Credit Union, is on a mission to partner with members for financial success through service, solutions, and education. See how MCCU can help you reach your financial goals. Just visit marshallcommunitycreditunion.com to learn more. Who's got your back? MCCU. That's who. Welcome back to Bombers Breakdown. And joining us now are the two Bombers broadcasters, Josh and Harris. How are you today, guys? Pretty good, man. How about you? I'm doing good. Ready for the season to really kick off. I mean, you know, we've had a few struggles, but looks like we're going for the upturn. Um, I know you guys have been closely following the team, talking with the players, um, how are the players feeling? You know, what's uh, what's the atmosphere in the club like? Uh, well, going into game four, it was the second game down in Kokomo. They were itching for a win. They started 0-4 in the season, so they didn't get that win in that game. But they, we could tell Harris and I talking with them that they were ready and they really were eager to get in the win column. And then coming back 0-4 against their rivals, the Kalamazoo Growlers, they, they got a 3-1 victory that night. A great job by Will Christofferson pitching six innings, striking out eight. It was a, a huge game for them at home with a, a, a nice crown on a Friday evening. And then they went over to Kalamazoo, lost in a thrilling match that took almost four hours, 9-8. to eight. They were winning or tied for most of the game until the three RBI double by Anthony Catalano in the sixth made it 9-8. to eight. And then coming back, they're now facing the Rockford Rivets, which were just one game above them in the standings. Knocked him off last night, six to one, or yesterday afternoon, and that was the best game. Harris and I said that they've best game of baseball they've ever played. Fourteen hits is a season high. Burl Jones, another Michigan State guy like Christofferson, pitched five innings, and they're starting to turn it around. We're starting to get a couple more guys. Signed a temporary contract to Nicholas Israel that you talked about mm-hmm. earlier. He's been playing fantastic. Ben McNaughton showed up yesterday and. Started in center field and really showed off his speed. Had a, three singles and two of them infield singles, so it was it was good. Uh, I think the mojo of the team has kind of slowly developed over the last few days, as Josh mentioned in Kokomo, where you know the boys, you know, just really wanted to get a win. You know, we've scored first in each of the last four games, um, and I think these last three, especially, you know, even though we lost to Kalamazoo, it's just a confidence booster when you can score eight runs. You know, like. Mm-hmm. That, that's you know you should win a game when, when you score eight runs but no i think the pitching has been really good um as you mentioned the michigan state products jones and christopherson striking a lot of guys out doing their job and what when they get length when the team gets length out of their starters the relievers can come in and have really no pressure so bo bonvillain come in 
Um, you know, he did his thing. He struck out four. Um, Drew Dyer came in through a scoreless ninth. And then Friday night, we saw Davis Bergen get a, get in and out of trouble really quickly with ease. And then Braden Lloyd threw an easy ninth inning. Um, so I think the confidence of the team is very high. I think the players are starting to have a little more fun with it now that we're on like a winning track. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, you know, if you can get a win tonight and hopefully sweep Rockford, you can maybe try and split with Traverse City before you go on the road. And I feel like this next road swing will be a big turnaround for the team when, you know, a few more players start to show up and everyone kind of, you know, bonds with each other a little bit on the four-game trip. And speaking about being on the road, um, the broadcasters, Josh and Harris, get to travel with the team on the road, get to sit on the bus with them, really get to know the guys, and none of the other interns really get to do that. So you guys kind of talk about that experience, really not as a baseball level, but more as just like a bonding level and how that's helped you get to know the team and um, kind of what went on on the road trip. The biggest, the biggest bonding moment was actually we were waking up on, I think it was Thursday, and uh, had some breakfast with some of the players, and then we had to leave. We had to check out of the hotel at like 11 or 12, so we got on the bus at noon and left, and we had three hours till we needed to be at the stadium, so we went to a mall, <laughs> and yeah. it's not a huge mall, but it was it had a lot of stores in it, and you got 17 players and two coaches and two broadcasters making up most of the people at the mall. So you're just running into guys and Dunham's looking at equipment, talking with Drew Dyer about getting an elbow guard. And he asked me a question on if he was going to hit more home runs with it or not. And then uh, walking throughout the rest of the, the area and looking at other stores, running into Caleb Smith and Burl Jones sitting in the massage chairs in the mall. And I'm like, oh, you guys getting – pre-game massages and they're like no it's too expensive it's five bucks a go so they were just chilling trying to relax a bit so that's like you're spending three hours in the same area you're gonna run into each other we're in the hotel we harris and i see him in the lobby and Mm -hmm. then we go to our room and get some food and watch some sports until we went to bed but like we're not with the team that during the time the bus rides uh you overhear some conversations but we, we usually, broadcasters will sit in the front. It usually goes the bus driver, then the coaches, and then the broadcasters, and then the team fills in the rest of the spots. So you don't really talk a lot with the team, but more like we had a lot of conversations with Brian Dyer on the mm-hmm. way down and back. Um, Rupenthal, Michael Rupenthal, the manager, joined us in Kokomo on game two, but he drove himself, so he didn't take the bus with us, so didn't really get to chat with him that much at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was... It's a lot of fun, honestly. It was yeah, no, I, um, it's a great experience. Like as a broadcaster, you know, traveling with a team is, you know, everything you essentially dream of as a broadcaster. It's like getting to travel with the team, know the guys well. I remember the first night in Kokomo, I really wanted to, you know, get a late night workout in and the gym was closed. So I got it in the next morning and I got back on the bus and Bo Bonvillain's like, you get your workout in, Harris? I was like, I did. I did. So, <laughs> they're listening, man. Like, you know, we, I, I, I think we get along with all of them. Um, I love Peyton Carney. I think he's always, he, <laughs> yes. he, 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 he's always a ball of energy. You know, his, his, his first start of the season came in the first game against Kokomo. He only pitched one inning, the 35-pitch limit, you know, knocked him out of the mm. game. And then after the game, you know, we're walking to the clubhouse, um, back to the bus, and he's all smiles, giving us fist bumps and everything. Um, same thing after he essentially broke his finger trying to bunt the ball <laughs> in the second game of the road trip. And I'm just like, man, like this dude's awesome. Like that's that, that's what you dream of as a broadcaster to like get a relationship with like that. It's just mm-hmm. to have like, you know, even if it's a 10 second walk by, like that's, you know, that's one way to get along with them. So yeah, it's a great experience. Um, 
I like, you know, being in the hotel, the bus rides, you know, it's, 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 it's what you do to try and develop yourself as a broadcaster. And for these players, it's try, what you've got to do to develop as a player. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great experience. Yeah, and going to the, back to the Carney stuff, it was after that game three that we saw him in and he was all smiles. It wasn't – he only pitched one inning, so it really, it, the game wasn't his fault. But, like, they lost the game. It was their third loss in a row, obviously, to start the season. So, emotions were kind of not upbeat. And mm-hmm. we just walked by Carney and he's just smiling at us like, hey, man, see you guys tomorrow type of thing. And then – before the next game, he DH'd. He DH'd mm-hmm. in game four. Uh, so we had – it was our first time not fielding a, p- a pitcher in the field because mm-hmm. we had short rosters. But I was joking with him pregame. He was taking some swings in the cage. And I told him, hey, you need to take the lead today for pitchers with – for hits. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, well, Burl's got two and five, so I need three hits for you today. And he, he ended up putting down a sack bunt, and it smashed his finger a little bit oh. when he bunted it. So – but so he didn't. He, he got a couple good swings in that that game, but never got a hit. And then after the game, he was walking up, and that was the seventeen to three marathon mm-hmm. loss against Kokomo before he came home. And first thing he says, he sees us outside the bus. It's probably almost ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night, and he just goes, "I owe you guys three hits." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you you need guys like that in a locker room because when the team's doing bad, you know emotions are down. But if you have that one guy that just are almost in the locker room, it can bring everyone up and get everyone on that higher level. So I'm glad we have someone like that. I know other guys are kind of like that as well, more upbeat. Um, who was the guy who surprised you, who you thought would not have much emotion and now has kind of turned out to be like the life of the party? Braden Lloyd. So Miguel Lariel and Braden Lloyd. Pitcher uh, is Lloyd, and Miguel Lariel is a second baseman for the Bombers. They both go to Hillsbury Community College, so they play together and they're friends. And early on, you could just tell Miguel's personality. He's a funny guy. He likes to chat. Um, I did an interview with him. He was a load of fun to talk with. And that's what we've seen every day. And then Braden Lloyd's just more quiet. And so we don't – we – Harris and I – We kind of make the early assumption, yeah. right, that, you know, Miguel's the loud, talkative one and Braden's the more quiet, reserved one. Mm-hmm. But clearly, <laughs> on Friday, I was proven wrong, you know, after the game. You know, after the game around the team. and uh, You know, Braden pitches a scoreless ninth inning um, – Parents, his parents are watching. He comes up to us and it's like, "You guys are on the broadcast, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." It was like, "Yeah." Um, my mom was listening. You guys did a great job, but she said that, um, you said that I'm the quiet one. Miguel's the talkative one, and he just gets a, the biggest smile on his face and goes, "It's actually the complete opposite. You just, you just gotta give me a week to, you know, really like settle in." And I'm like, "All right, like I didn't take that. Like that's not an insult. That's oh no, just no, like, no, oh, like, yeah. this is awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it makes me excited to get to know him more. Yeah, um, I got a little bit more out of him yesterday. It was I was as Harris was calling the wind last night. I was going through and taking photos of them through the handshake. So he was someone <laughs> yeah. who was more animated mm-hmm. yesterday, and it's I think he's starting to maybe get used to everyone probably a little bit more shy it has personality yeah. but it's definitely like let's feel it out for a week and a half or so mm-hmm. and to the when all you talked about how you need people like that in the locker room and something i even noticed with how these guys are gelling together super early is the temp contract with nicholas israel is walking away yesterday with him and ben ben mcnaughton to go take their uh, headshots for the website he, they walked by a couple players that were signing some autographs, and one of them is Cy Snedeker, one of our, our catcher, DH, mm-hmm. currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and Israel walks by Snedeker, who's talking with some fans and signing stuff, 
And Israel goes, this guy's my favorite guy on the team. And he's pointing <laughs> at him. And the, and the mom there goes, are you guys brothers or something? And he's like, nope. <laughs> and just keeps walking. They've never played together. They are from two different mm. states. They've never played collegiate ball. Nothing. He met him three days ago. See, that's what I love about this league is watching this from, you know, an outside perspective. These are all college kids playing from, you know, different states and colleges that would never see each other, like you just said. So, yeah, when they all get thrown on a team together and they have two days before their first game, it's really hard for them to gel and get used to each other. But now, you know, a few games into the season, we're seeing that. And it's, it's a really awesome thing to see how they're gelling, how the team's coming together, and hopefully good things to come. Um, speaking of things to come, what do you guys have? What are your guys' thoughts on the uh, the next few games coming up in the series for the Bombers? Do you think we have a chance for Sue? Um, well, you know, we got Rockford tonight. Um, I think we match up, you know, best against them of the teams that we've seen so far, and then we got a tough Traverse City team coming in uh, tomorrow for a two game set. So, um, you know, that's going to be a tough one. You know, I would assume that we would see Christofferson on Wednesday. Um, if not, he would start one of the games on the road trip. And then again, that's all depending on who's coming when. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he can replicate what he did on Friday in his next start, which, I mean, going with the five-day rotation will likely be Wednesday, um, that would be huge for us. And I think our offense is starting to come alive a little bit over the last three games. You know, 14 hits yesterday, a season high. Seven hits in Kalamazoo. And then eight against the Growlers here on Friday. So right there, that's 29 hits in three games. We had probably half of that in the first three games of the season. So Mm -hmm. I think the bats are starting to come alive. And then we go on the road. Um, Kokomo, who, in my opinion, after watching them the first two times we've played them, um, they have a deep team. Like, they have a deep lineup. They have good pitching. um, Well, and, you know, their manager, you know, really manages the game. So... I think that's going to be a tough test, but again, we have more players coming, so we'll see what happens. And then we go to Kenosha and see the Kingfish for the first time. So um, I, I believe they're middle of the pack right now. So I think if we can, you know, at least get a split out of the road trip, maybe take three out of four, you know, we'll be in a good driver's seat coming home. Yeah, and Kenosha, the one team we haven't seen. Well, we'll see Traverse City next. Mm-hmm. So when we see Kenosha, that would be the last team we we haven't seen of the of the east side of the Great Lakes Great Division Lakes. in the Northwoods League. Uh, we don't play many of the West teams, and we don't play any in the Great Plains. That's just how this works out. So we'll see, as you said yesterday, or yesterday, said earlier in this segment, that if we can win against Rockford and then split the TC two games, that would leave us at four and six. And that's way better than if you think a week, like a couple days ago when mm-hmm. we were 0 and 4, Absolutely. 1 and 5. Four and six sounds way better. Yeah, I think when the team morale was completely down, like even on Saturday, like you could just see, you know, even though it was a loss, like the guys were still, you know, in high spirits because we just scored eight runs against the, you know, the Growls are a tough team to play, Mm -hmm. especially in that, in that stadium, you know, Homer Striker where there's a lot of people, a lot of energy. Um, You know, that's a, in my opinion, I think that's a tough building to play in. Yeah, um, that game as, as a visitor. That game against the Growlers in Kalamazoo, like we lost, but it did almost feel like a win. I mean, we we were leading the whole game. You know, it was eight to six for us for a while, and then they hit that two out uh, shot. And then even then, I think we had the bases loaded 
after that just right. couldn't capitalize on it. But, you know, the team played really well. It's always good to play well. You'd rather, you know, play well and lose than just, you know, and, play bad and win almost sometimes. And, Julian, how was the atmosphere? Because um, most of the interns don't go on the road with the team, but it's different when it comes to Kalamazoo because that's only like 15, 30-minute drive down mm-hmm. I-94. So we had a lot of interns there, and you were one of them. How was the atmosphere in the stands uh, during that game? Like, it was actually it was different. actually really good. Um, it wasn't my first Growlers game. It was the first time rooting against the Growlers in Kalamazoo. But <laughs> from, I would say it's really like a show. You know, they have so much going on there. It's almost like you can't pay attention to the it, baseball. It, it's a fun time. Some of the stuff that they do. Yeah, they got a, They really do have a lot going on. Some of it's some of it's quirky, and some of it's like, all right, this is a little bit much. <laughs> yes. But yeah, like. The, the big thing that happened that game that's been going all over social media and people are loving it, but some people are mad about it is uh, McCarthy hit a solo home run and his celebration was his teammates tossed him a bang energy. The and bang energy. Smacked it on his cleat and shotgun the rest of it. Well, I mean, shotgun 20% of it because yeah. when he smacked it, it, it completely exploded all over the place. <laughs> but that, that was his home run celebration was shotgunning an energy drink and you know, Barstool Sports picked it up, and some other places started posting it, and so it it really blew up for them. And that's that's just what Kalamazoo is. Like yeah, they they want the entertainment. They're yeah. definitely fun over baseball. And mm-hmm. again, for some people, that's more enjoyable because at this level, uh, some people don't come for baseball; they come just for a show. But for other people who enjoy baseball, it's a little disconcerting. Mm-hmm. But it, it it works for Kalamazoo. They get the airtime. I don't think Bombers have been on Barstool or ESPN in a long time. But mm-hmm. Kazoo, uh, whether it's with their six-year-old head coach or you know the <laughs> shotgun of an energy drink, they get the airtime. So it must be working. I mean, they had the fire juggler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle the juggler. They had the, the Batman, the dancing Bat Boy. He was pretty cool oh, there, the too. The players dancing on the dugout in the seventh inning. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's <laughs> I, I, I was in shock when I saw that. Like, yeah. I, I think I, I couldn't I, believe that, and that, that <laughs> those were two of their starting pitchers. Um, one of them was Austin Strickland, and I forget who the other one was. Um, but they're just up there dancing on the dugout in the seventh inning, and I'm just like, what on earth are these ball players doing? And this is before <laughs> you even mention the Mac Daddies. I completely That's what forgot I was about the Mac Daddies. My favorite thing is is the <laughs> Mac Daddies, not the team. <laughs> right. Separate them. Separate those two words a little bit because it's the Mac, Mac Daddies. Daddies, and it's some it's older probably. Late thirties, forties, gentlemen with mm-hmm. they got Mac Daddy shirts on and uh, and really low cut <laughs> or re- high cut, high cut, yeah. Yeah. cut jean shorts and yeah. I was <laughs> my joke with with Harris was such such grace such such precision <laughs> where they're doing some yoga esque dancing I don't know what's called but they're just dancing around and. They have uh, uh, one of those inflatable balls that you see in the ball pits mm, at like Walmart, mm, I do and remember. it's connected to them. They're holding it up with their body, and so they're doing this dance where they're moving around, but they're keeping the ball up by just pushing it against each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that was really like, something. It's really weird. Like at one point, the one guy grabs onto the other guy's arms and gets pulled through his legs, and they keep <laughs> the ball like through his legs against his chest together. So it's funny because it's like, all right, this is kind of a um, a ballet, elegant dance style thing, but it's these middle-aged dads with dad bonds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's pretty uh, athletic by these non-athletes, but it was funny. Definitely. It was great. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so much again for coming on, talking about this. Do you have uh, anything else to add for the upcoming games or 
Go Bombers. Just definitely. Mix.LR, right? Mixlr.com slash Battle Creek Bombers for road games. Watch NWL.com for home games. And I get the treat. This road trip. Big Fritz. To get Fritzy on the road. (laughs) Yes. I I am so excited. Um, Josh has a wedding. He's going to be DJing, right? No, I'm a... I DJed a wedding earlier this oh, year, okay. um, uh, like three weeks ago, and that's what I missed when before the season started. But mm-hmm. this one is uh, another cousin, but uh, I am an usher, and then uh, I just recently was asked to announce the party as they show up for the reception. Nice. So I'm just there to show people their seats. <laughs> um, the The first wedding with the other cousin is definitely more of, of like – the party side of the family mm. and this is more of the refined churchy family <laughs> so we're just this is a very low-key wedding oh yeah. yeah i'm really excited to go uh with harris Izzy. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for you fritzy I yeah you want to get a, i know you want to get a i know you want to get a play-by-play call in and we'll make it happen so uh, definitely excited for you so uh, i uh, you get two innings yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my uh my, <laughs> out of 36 <laughs> my my goal is uh to definitely go into broadcasting or PA or anything in more of the major league level. And I'm excited that I do get a chance on this road stand, these four games, I uh, get to learn from Harris, get to sit up there, travel with the team, get that experience. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm happy for you. I'm looking forward to it. Too. I'm <laughs> definitely going to listen. One <laughs> last thing about the Kalamazoo games though. We finally got our first home run of the season. Exactly. Stephen Krause. Yeah, first inning. <laughs> Destroyed that ball. It was a, a hanging break, breaking ball from Michael Dunkelberger, and he smoked it over the Miller Lite bear trap out in left field. It, it's a short porch out there. It was 291 to the little seating in front of it, and then the actual bear trap fence is like 300, yeah, probably which 300. is still 22 sh- feet shorter mm-hmm. than here at C.O. Brown, but mm-hmm. that one was probably off the back wall of the party deck or over it. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Definitely. Yeah. But guys, thank you so much for coming on. We will definitely talk to you next week, and hopefully, we have a winning record by then. And <laughs> um, yeah, six and one this week. Let's six, go. Six go. One. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think we'll have good. I think we'll have good for, fortune on this road trip. So thank Absolutely. you, guys. Yep, you get yep. it. This episode of Bombers Breakdown is brought to you by Sweetwaters. Ever wake up and crave something sweet, cheap, and portable? Head over to Sweetwaters and pick up some freshly made donuts that will satisfy all your cravings. They also serve coffee, tea, milk, and other juices to wash down your delicious donuts. Come visit our two Kalamazoo locations off Sprinkle Road and Stadium Drive, as well as our Battle Creek location off of Capitol Avenue, and is open as early as 5 a.m. Actually, most of them. Hello, and welcome back to Bomber's Breakdown. Now it's time for our hot take segment with uh, Jesse 2K. <laughs> Thank you there, uh, Fritz. This is uh, Bombs Away. Brought to you by MCCU and all the other wonderful sponsors. Jesse Kolodkin, I'm the video director here, producing the Bombers Breakdown podcast. Um, got a few wonderful hot takes for you guys. Uh, my, my first one, and this is something that we'll see in the next two games, so today and tomorrow, the Bombers are going to sweep their four-game home stand. Uh, that's could be hot with some of the teams that they have to play, but that's, uh, that's hot take number one. What do you all think? So for that one, I'm going to say not, just for the fact that we're versing Traverse City in the uh, next two games coming up, and Traverse City is one of the best teams in our division. Now, of course, our team's getting hot right now, and it's very hard to tell. We don't know what players we're going to get. We don't know if Traverse City's going to have any injuries. I definitely think we're going to beat Rockford tonight and sweep Rockford. 
but I think we will take one out of the two games against Traverse City. What do you think, Julian? Now I'm going to go. We sweep them. We, they don't know about us in the purple jerseys, okay? We're True. going 4-0 in this homestand. And uh, I think Traverse City might come into the game and maybe take us lightly because of our record, and they don't really know that much about us. And I think we can probably punch them in the mouth the first game and then just keep the momentum rolling to beat them in the game afterwards on Wednesday too. So Very I would true. say, yeah. So you're saying that, that they take one against Traverse City, who I think are number one in our in our division. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying they take both. I'm saying – Oh, I'm you're saying, saying they, take both. You're yeah, saying take one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Um, well, that's funny that you say purple jerseys because my second hot take was – Bombers get a win, not in purple. <laughs> I think well, Max, you had to think about that one. <laughs> well, you mean whole season wise, then? Uh, or, okay. You know, you know what? That that's a that's a wide area yeah. code there. I'm, I'll narrow it down. I'll say within the next six games. Um, I'm gonna say yes because I believe as we were talking to the team, they're gonna wear the purple jerseys until they lose. So I think they if they do lose against Traverse City and then. Uh, on the next road stand, they probably won't wear their purples. I think they're going to get a win on the road stand. So I say that is not hot. They will get a win in a not purple. Yeah, me, I will agree with you, Max. And I will say that they get a win in something other than purple just because I feel like I don't really think they're going to keep wearing it for that long, even if we do keep winning. I just I don't like know. They might. They might. But, I mean, six in the next six games, yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think we'll wear a different jersey, and I think we will get a win. My guess is black jerseys. Mm-hmm. So all I'm going to say is that just so our clubby Matt doesn't die by having to do the same laundry every day, <laughs> I hope that they lose in purple so that they can go to something else. True. Just because I don't want our, our clubby to, to run off scared. <laughs> um, all right, next hot take. Next two weeks, no consistency to the starting lineup. After the next two weeks, then we'll get it. And I say that just because we still, I think, have 10 guys who haven't come in yet just because they're in the World College Series. So, uh, any hot takes for uh, the starting lineups? Uh, yeah, I definitely think that is hot. Um, just for the fact that we are starting to get a little bit of consistency right now, but even that will be feuding. It'll only be maybe a game or two. Um, I just got the email from the head coach about the starting potential starting roster for tonight and it's actually the exact same as yesterday's which is the first time all season that has been the same guys up uh two games in a row to start but again like uh, you were saying jesse and we've been talking about we still have a lot of people coming in so i definitely think that is hot we will not have consistency for these uh, next two weeks okay yeah i think i i think along the same lines as max honestly i i don't know enough about our starting lineups to to say oh yeah we'll have like the same maybe five-game rotation for this week and the next week. I just think that once we do, look out. I think that mm-hmm. uh, Burrow showed against uh, – that was yesterday. Okay, Rockford. Mm-hmm. He faced like – I think he only faced 17 batters in the five innings and he didn't allow any uh, runs. He just was like a machine out there. So I think once we get these guys coming in and they're all really good, I think it'll it'll be beneficial for our team. And, yeah, I think the consistency will come and it'll be good. Yeah, because right now our pitching is kind of dominating the team. We've gotten good pitching. We just need the hitting now to back it up. Correct. That has been a problem for the Bombers, right? They arguably should have won against the Growlers. They had the lead for most of the game, faltered to lose eight to nine. It's so the hitting pitching and then and then the errors because mm-hmm. the I think the score the one run we did give up ended up not being an earned run so and I that's think just it because error, so. we still have a lot of people playing out of positions we mm-hmm. may not have the pitchers in the positions but we've got left fielders playing first base and first baseman playing center field and it, it's all over the place out there yeah okay. so 
two two part hot take here. One in the next three games, so tonight against Rockford and then the two coming up at home against Traverse City. Somebody, I won't say who, hits a home run. Not inside the park either, so I, I won't give you guys the cheap Goes out. over the fence, yeah. Goes over the fence here in Battle Creek. That's not difficult. Second one is that Battle Creek gets to the 10-run mark. Currently, I believe their season high was eight runs. Mm-hmm. So I, I will say that is hot, and I definitely believe if we get to the 10-run mark, it will be tonight versus the Rockford Rivets. Um, I, I think the Rivets were kind of like you said, Julian, with Traverse City, a little overconfident coming in. Um, they actually had only one or two wins more than we had. I was talking with their broadcaster before the game, and he was like, yeah, we're going to kind of come in here and blow you guys out, that type of thing. And then when I talked to him after the game when we beat them 6-1, to one, he mm-hmm. was like, I did not expect that to happen. <laughs> Um, so I believe that, yes, we will get the 10 runs tonight versus uh, Rockford. And I do think we actually will get a home run. It's bound to happen. I mean, I know this is one of the deepest fields in the Northwoods League. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's farther out than almost Tiger Stadium and some of the major league levels. Uh, but I believe if we do get a home run, it's going to be out of the party deck and left. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe that is a hot take. Yeah, I will say this. Um uh, yesterday afternoon, I have to keep trying not to say last night. Mm-hmm. Yesterday afternoon, we had five runs in the first two. So, really, you know, on that trajectory, we scored way more than 10, but obviously we only had one more run the rest of the game. So, 10 runs is really doable. We had one in the first and then four in the second. So, yeah, 10 runs is, I, I say, that's not really a hot take. I say we can do that sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. And then for a home run, I agree. Uh, I don't know if it would be in the party deck, but, you know, it's just been a, we're getting more used to the field. I just think the players are going to – even if it's not somebody on our team, I don't think anyone has hit a home run here. No, no one has. Yet. So, yeah. Even batting I, practice, they've right. been struggling to get out there. Yeah, batting practice, I've only seen a couple. They hit the, they hit the um, batting cage and a couple hit the party deck. But, yeah, I, I think a home run is going to happen this week as well while we're here. On your point about the – double-digit runs, I just want to say that I don't think the Bombers have really scored past inning six this whole season. I think they have one run past inning right. five or six. Right. So, like, that would be – that's definitely something to look out for mm-hmm. and a question for the team going mm-hmm. forward. Definitely. Hey, fans, Buffalo Wild Wings on Beckley Road has a table waiting for you right after the game. Experience the atmosphere of the sporting events without having to be there. They have weekly food and drink specials you wouldn't believe. It is truly your home run for after the game. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Okay, so we have the results from last week's, last week's game. Because so I put the poll oh, up yeah. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we said which team would win mm-hmm. in a uh, seven-game series. It was right. uh, Julian's team mm-hmm. and it was Max's team. Correct. Uh, would you guys like to guess? Which I mean, team won? I don't even know why this is even. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would guess Julian, but I would hope from the bottom of my heart that it's me. Because obviously, I feel like we would. Obviously, you're going to root for yourself, but come on. No, I mean, yeah, you, you're going to root for yourself. And, you know, if it's a series, I'm not going to say we're going to sweep you guys. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying. You know, at least I, I can root for myself. It's not like I'd ever vote for myself. <laughs> right, you know, right, I, right. I wouldn't do something yeah, like that. Yeah, oh, you would never <laughs> no, do that. No, well, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I'll read out for those who haven't listened. I'll read them out before uh, beforehand. So Max's team at catcher, he has SpongeBob at first base. He has Raymond at second base. He has Squidward shortstop. He has Mr. Krabs third base. Familial connection got Pearl uh, left field. You have Gary at right field. You have Mothman and his 
First overall pick was Sandy Cheeks in center field, and his pitcher is Plankton. <laughs> Julian's team, uh, his first overall pick was Larry the Lobster, who plays first base. He has King Neptune at catcher, Karen as his pitcher, the My Leg guy at second base, uh, Barnacle Boy at shortstop, Patrick Starr at third base, Squilliam at left field, Young Mermaid Man at center field, and Mrs. Puff at right field. And oh, I left the poll up for, I believe it was three days, and... We got, a, uh, we got a decent amount of votes for our account, um, especially because brand new podcast. Mm-hmm. But the undisputed winner was the left team, Julian. Uh, Julian, Julian uh, the voters believe, would take it in a seven-game series. I'm sorry, I mean, Max. We just, got, okay. we just got too much power on the squad. I mean, we just <laughs> we got the power. We got literal machine at the pitcher. I mean, I mean <laughs> God at catcher. I yeah. mean, you can't forget about King Neptune himself. True, true. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of cheating. I, I did have the first overall pick, so you're true. supposed to win with the first overall pick. True. But you, <laughs> but you didn't take Neptune first overall, overall right. though. Took Larry the Lobster because I thought if I took, uh, really it wasn't even between Neptune and Larry. It was between Sandy and Larry. Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe if I take uh, Sandy, then he would get Larry. And if I took Larry, he might like take SpongeBob first, and then I could get both of them. Yeah, but no. and, so and honestly, he, he I think smart. I did not even think of anyone like outside the main character, like the five main characters. I know. We so, had to go to 18, though. That's what that's you, you surprised me with that pick of King Neptune. <laughs> it was not even in my. Uh, wheelhouse like of realm of possibility, realm of possibility for the, yeah for the characters yeah 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 that's why i had to I, we had the google we had to look we did up. i oh, you <laughs> we used it before i was i'd yeah, forgotten yeah, about was, that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it was good all right and now folks uh instead of doing another game today we're actually going to do more of just kind of like a fun little segment and because of the superstitions with the purple uniforms uh julian and i are going to talk about some superstitions we have when it comes to either playing sports or watching our favorite sports so mm-hmm. uh, you want to start, Julian? Okay, I will start. I was going to ask you to start. Let, <laughs> let me start. Because uh, I think I might have maybe more than you. Okay, so it's probably I, I go good that want. I'll start. No, 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 I'll go. Okay. So one thing, I I do not – I've never played organized baseball. So mm-hmm. for our listeners, this is not, <laughs> not my baseball superstitions per se. But uh, when I've played basketball growing up and in high school and whatnot, whenever I would shoot a free throw, if I made it, you know how you're supposed to give your high fives to your teammates. Mm-hmm. I would only give high fives with my right hand because I shoot with my left hand. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to touch people with my shooting hand. <laughs> well, unless I miss, then I don't care. But if I made it, then I always had to dap up with the right hand. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what's yours, man? So uh, I've got one for playing. So I did play baseball, um, elementary and middle school. Uh, so obviously not that competitive of a level, mm-hmm. but still even back then I had a little bit of superstitions. So I was a catcher um, pretty much all my years there. And behind the plate, whenever I would uh, go down into my crouch, I would always go down and do like a little like kind of hop up and go back down. It was just something I felt like it amped me up, got Mm -hmm. me ready, Um, worked on my, you know, um, flexibility and reflexes if I had to pop up and get a ball. Mm -hmm. So that was just minor, but that was always something I liked to do for catching. And then whenever I'm watching – one of my favorite sports teams and especially uh, NASCAR. I'm a big NASCAR fan. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever it gets down to those final laps and it's tense and my guys in the lead, I, if I was in like a certain like, p- like seating position or somewhere with my hands, 
and he'd taken the lead or it seems like he's leading, mm-hmm. I will stay in that position uh-huh. until the race is over, until like, the game to. is over. That's so funny. it's a little quirky, but it's worked like, you know, 40% of the time. So it's, <laughs> it's got to work. <laughs> you got to say 40% of the time, it works. All the time. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, another one I have. When I'm taking a test in school, mm-hmm. I always, before the test, listen to rock music or during the test if they let us uh, listen to music for the test. Rock music for the test because I feel like if I listen to hip-hop, I can't do it. I got to listen <laughs> to rock. Those are, uh, yeah, some of the playlists I have. So Nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to amp yourself up. I don't think they ever really allowed us to listen to music in school when uh, we were taking tests, so we probably went to uh... it was only It was only math that let, oh, okay. that let us do that. <laughs> only my math teacher let us listen to music, and it wasn't every time either, mm-hmm. but yeah. um so yeah guys if you on any of our social medias uh this week if you want to um comment on the post we're going to post uh the link to this podcast if you want to comment on it with some of your superstitions whether that be playing sports or watching sports or in school uh we definitely want to hear them um we will shout you guys out on the next podcast talk about a few of yours so uh definitely get those submissions in and this has been Bombers Breakdown, Episode 2. Again, we're going to continue to do this uh, every week that the Bombers have games, which will be every week for the rest of the season, um, about till mid-August. And we'll try to get a post every Monday. might possibly be Tuesday with the schedule. But thank you guys so much for um, listening to Bombers Breakdown. We'll hope to see you the rest of the season. Uh, I've been Maxwell Fritz. This is Julian. Go Suns. Go Bombers. <laughs> and have a great night, everyone. <laughs>